Welcome to Community Pulse from Environmental Design Group, highlighting the transformations happening in our communities and celebrating the leaders making them happen. Tammy Naguki, her EDG co-host and their special guest, reveal insights that are driving our communities forward, right now on Community Pulse. Hello, and welcome to the EDG Community Pulse podcast. My name is Tammy Naguki, and I'm with Environmental Design Group. I'm joined today by my co-host, Frank Bronzo, also with Environmental Design Group, and our guest, Howard Wood, Executive Director, Drive Ohio. Welcome, everybody. I'm going to probably start with a brief introduction of Howard, but I wanted to take a moment just to say thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Frank. It's great to be here again. Uh, start of the new year. Uh, the Browns are winning. But we uh, lost Frankie Lindor today. Did you hear that? Well, that's okay. I'm I'm a New York Yankee <laughs> fan. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud oh, in Ohio? Did. I did. You oh, jeez. All right. Let's get started. I want to introduce our guest today, Howard Wood, Executive Director of Drive Ohio. Um, Howard Wood has 30 years of experience in surface transportation planning and public policy. His public sector roles have included freight planning, intelligent transportation system program development, and project planning through the National Environmental Policy Act. In the private sector, he was a vice president for a global transportation consultancy, serving as a principal consultant for transportation policy and public-private partnership projects, and managing the engineering practice of four offices in Ohio and Kentucky. He has a business degree in transportation and logistics from The Ohio State University and a master's degree in public policy from Rutgers University. An initiative of the ODOT Drive Ohio serves as the state's front door for companies, institutions, and communities that want to design, test, and deploy smart mobility transportation solutions on the ground and in the air. Welcome, Howard. We're glad to have you today. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, Howard, uh, again, um, welcome to Community Pulse podcast, and uh, we are we're excited to have you here today. I know listeners are really excited to hear what you have to say. But first off, I wanted to ask you to, to, to give a little overview of, of Drive Ohio, its relationship to our state DOT, and maybe a little overview of the organization and, and your mission. Uh, yes, no problem, Frank. Again, thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to... Uh visiting Akron in person the next time we talk. So hopefully 2021 holds that in store for us. Um, Drive Ohio is part of ODOT. Uh, I report to uh, the Director March Banks, the Director of Transportation. And uh, we are the state's center for advanced uh, transportation technology development. Uh, that's both on highways and, uh, and in the air. And we're talking about, of course, connected and autonomous vehicles. Uh, we look at ourselves as planning the future where vehicles are connected to our infrastructure, uh, for example, to get safety messages and, and uh, the like from um, infrastructure sensors and preparing um, transportation policy in Ohio for automated vehicles. Um, in addition to that narrow mission, uh, we are unique in our effort to attract automotive technology companies to Ohio. We're obviously a major auto manufacturing state. Mm -hmm. We want to leverage those assets uh, for advanced manufacturing companies. So we want to attract uh, what is really the next generation of transportation technology. And in addition to our transportation planning function, uh, even focus on economic development and industrial development in Ohio. 
Great. I, I think our conversation today is going to take us through a lot of the technology that you're developing um, and in partnership with um, in your current position. Um, and through that, we're going to talk a little bit about some of your leadership skills as well. Um, you've obviously been leading a diverse staff, both on the private and public side. Um, can you share with our listeners how you've adapted your leadership style as you transition between the public and private markets? And how has that um, had to change in 2020 as uh, we've been faced with the COVID-19 disruption? Yes. Well, the COVID issue is uh, probably the most difficult question, so I'll, I'll handle that last. But to be honest, I haven't changed my leadership style much um, because, number one, I think you just have to be yourself. Um, I would say in both the public and private sectors, I've been granted the good fortune of working with extremely dedicated and talented people. Maybe not everyone can say that, but um, I'm confident that, you know, with, with ODOT, I'm around the best in the business every day. Um, I tend to focus, uh, I guess it's might be called a servant leader approach. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I need them more than they need me. Uh, I need to listen to them and provide, uh, the resources they need to do their jobs. And then I, I really get out of the way. I do find when you have the opportunity, um, always best to hire people smarter than you and uh, they'll make you look good. <laughs> In terms of COVID-19, I, I, you know, everyone's doing the same thing, which is the basic remote stuff and Zoom and we have Zoom fatigue. We're just going to have to get through it. And I, I think that's an overriding message is check on folks' mental health, honestly, and assure them that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we can get the work done in difficult circumstances. That's what COVID-19 has taught us. But it's also shown that we, there's an inestimable, difficult to estimate value of in-person communication. So that's what we'll really take away from COVID-19. We can get the work done, but we, we really need each other in person. I think you're you started you said it right when you said servant leadership. I mean, getting through anything as um, as disruptive as COVID nineteen requires that type of leadership to you know really guide their teams through through something like this. I mean, we've seen success stories, and almost all of them have to do with that having that sort of empathy towards the people that they work with. So, I tend to agree with you on that one. Yeah, and quite honestly, I, when you think back here over the last year, year and a half, two years, we were already going through a what we call a technology disruption where where there was the the reduction in cost of battery technology for vehicles and 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 forward thinking Ohio Department of Transportation I think initiated Drive Ohio several years ago uh, to really be be out in the forefront of that so. So can you speak to the, that leadership and that what it takes to be able to be out in front of, of those items and, 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 and be the, the leader of the pack uh, where everybody else would like to follow? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. You know, I think that partially there's, there's got to be a culture uh, of wanting to be the best um, for something like innovation it, honestly, we have a great start at the top of state government with Governor DeWine and Lieutenant Governor Husted and the Innovate Ohio Initiative. Mm -hmm. And that's all about better service for Ohioans, you know, more efficient, less costly, and, you know, new technology. 
Now, it trickles down. ODOT, Director Marchbanks, is really innovative. He's constantly looking at the, the next big thing, ways to adapt and evolve uh, the organization and improving uh, service. Um, so that's that's where, you know, technology starts. Now, Drive Ohio is all about new technology, so it's not like I have to go looking, you know, for uh, – process improvement. The whole mission of Drive Ohio is to get the uh, transportation system uh, prepared and adapted, if need be, for the next generation of um, automated and connected vehicles. I think we're all looking forward to seeing what the future holds on that and, you know, whether that's five years, 15 years down the road. But can you give our, our listeners a little bit of an idea of some of those initiatives that you're working on and um, how that implementation is coming along? Uh, sure. So I think um, I see this first and foremost as a research and development operation. Uh, again, I mentioned planning for the future of transportation. We have, um, you know, technology is really upon us, and it's being developed uh, on the private sector side with the original equipment manufacturers. We've heard of automated vehicles. We've heard of, you know, talking to infrastructure, talking to other cars so to speak, our biggest challenge maybe is not knowing uh, when this is going to happen. This is going to depend on private sector initiatives. You know, that's definitely the million-dollar question right there is the timing. Yeah, don't ask, don't ask me that question. So, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> um, but all that said, there are obvious initiatives happening um, Electric vehicles, for example, battery technology, pretty sure that in 10 years there will be more battery technologies than internal uh, combustion engines uh, on the market. So that's an example. We know that's coming. What's that mean for the future of transportation? Um, connected vehicles, you know, we're, we're marching into automation through some of the devices on our cars, automatic cruise control and things like that, which are great. You know, they're convenient and they're improvements on the driving experience. But let's remember, 94% of crashes are due to human error. Mm -hmm. And automation holds the greatest promise to drastically reduce crashes. So some of the things we're doing um, in terms of automated vehicle uh, research, uh, we have two large federal grants, one for I-70 between Columbus and Indianapolis, and we're going to do demonstrations of uh, truck automation in that corridor. So Ohio is a big logistics state. We want to um, work with uh, trucking companies. Uh, we're going to outfit them with the technology and demonstrate how it works in a real-world environment of hauling freight, which is a huge part of Ohio's transportation system. The other large federal grant, is um, it's called the Automated Driving Systems, but it's a project in rural eastern and southeast Ohio, and it's really putting, um, again, automated technology on vehicles and testing them not on a pristine interstate where everything's perfect, you know, in terms of curvature and grades and striping and things like that. We want to try automated vehicles in a rural environment where you have more hills, more curves, even even unimproved road surfaces. Hmm. So that's 
that's going to provide data for the federal regulators to, you know, develop the specifications and approve some of the automated technology for the future. Um, going on a bit, that's on the automated vehicle side. On the connected vehicle side, we have um, in the central Ohio area, the US 33 Smart Mobility Corridor. Mm-hmm. And that's a test bed about 35 miles long between Dublin and uh, East Liberty, Ohio. And those 35 miles are outfitted with uh, fiber optic uh, communications cable connected to um, roadside communication devices spaced about every half mile. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be turning that system on here in January or February and testing connected vehicles in that corridor, you know, how do they communicate, you know, what are the uh, issues of uh, communication latency, um, how do they interact with each other, how do we manage the data. So it's a great test bed, and I think it's the longest in the in the U.S. as far as a connected corridor. Wow. And then uh, next steps after that, then how, how, where would we be going once that's been tested? Yeah, so what we're looking at, is, there's probably two sides. One is a policy side. So an automated vehicle, for example, how is that regulated in Ohio? And right now we don't have carte blanche um, regulation that allows automated vehicles, and no one behind the wheel, for example. Mm-hmm. And I know this is in the, in the distant future, but you work through things like insurance and um, other public policy um, that's necessary to allow that technology to flourish as long as it's safe. And uh, while it's in the future, we can can sort of report that um, automobile manufacturers are looking at state uh, law and legislation and policy um, as far as, you know, is that state amenable to automated vehicles? You know, they want to come here and test. So we want to create that environment where they're, um, they want to come here to test again so that we can hopefully capture economic development as well. And then on the um, connected vehicle side, this is more of the car talking to the infrastructure or, say, a traffic signal, for example. We are developing uh, specifications um, for that communications protocol. And it gets, you know, to be very technical and, and wonky, but... You know, these devices are sold by different manufacturers. So we're, devi- we're developing the templates and the um, communication protocols, if you will, uh, that allow standardization for devices uh, across the state of Ohio and, and probably across the nation too. But certainly we're looking at uh, the state being an ecosystem for this advanced uh, technology. And um, just like a traffic signal um, that you have a lot of interoperability and standardization in between different uh, manufacturers of that equipment. You know, when you're when you're looking at at us at Ohio as as a state that's forward thinking, is there is there uh, conversations with other state agencies sharing information back and forth and and partnership, just as there would be in any other market and. Uh, um, who, what other states have you guys been in touch with and, and sharing information with and, and maybe sharing knowledge back and forth with? 
Yes, that's a good question. I'd say that sort of knowledge sharing is um, uh, maybe not half of, of our work, but maybe 25% of our work, different committees in different states. And uh, Frank, you probably know some of those acronyms like AISHTO, which is uh, the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials, who has, you know, standards-making bodies and policy bodies uh, that bring together different states, um, either in committees or all as, or all the states together, to work on those kind of issues. We're also part of a uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, Automated Vehicle Test Initiative. Uh, that is an initiative with really a small handful of states, about five or six, who were seen to be leaders in automated vehicle testing and technology. So it was a kind of a feather in Ohio's cap to be invited to that party. Um, and there's others as well. There's one called Omni Air Consortium, which is more on the connected vehicle side. And that's, that's a group of industry, talking automotive manufacturers and device manufacturers, developing those connected vehicle communication protocols I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago. And those are just a few. There's, uh, I mean, part of my job was to, you know, come to grips with the dozens of acronyms I had to learn um, in a short time. Howard, as we're talking more and more about all this change that's coming to the state of Ohio and, you know, probably in the nearer future than we any of us had really anticipated um, because of this disruption in technology, you know, what are some of those things that, that you're learning as a leader um, to help facilitate that change management? Um, what are the struggles and what are the solutions that you're seeing? Yeah, sure. I mean, change management is, um, uh, to me, it starts at the top. And, and you know, I, I mentioned earlier that we really have um, some great leadership in Ohio as far as, again, it's looking at different ways to do things. Uh the Governor's Innovate Ohio initiative. Um, I, I think I already mentioned Director Marchbanks is always looking for the next the next great thing. Um, you know, with that leadership, there's there's probably no right way to manage change. I would just say that uh, it probably doesn't work very well to dictate change. Um, there's always going to be resistance, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just dictating makes things worse. Uh, delegation is much better. Empowering folks you wish wish to change and, and say give them incentives. And I would just say that when it comes to you know conceiving of different ways to do business, process, or what have you, it took a while for me to figure it out. But and this is just my opinion. But the collective creativity of our people is far greater than any single idea that I could come up with. Um, if you give the right structure for people to change their, their work, their process, improve technology, what have you, they'll come up with better ideas than, than you will, so, or at least than I will. So uh, that's, that's been, uh, to me, the best way to manage change. And, and what a great 
culture to work in for a young uh, graduate coming out of school, which you know, there are some listeners that we have, we do have a, a following of young emerging leaders that that listen to our podcast, and that's a that's a great a great place to work, a great culture to be in, and uh, you know, again, I I commend ODOT and and you and and Drive Ohio for for moving forward and being forward thinking with this initiative in Drive Ohio, Fly Ohio. I, I do have one last question for you, and this is kind of a fun one. You know, often uh, in a leadership role, uh, upper management role is kind of a uh, a lonely place to be in uh, as a, as a leader. And and on a personal level, I, I guess I'd like to ask you for some ideas on how you relieve stress and and have fun and what's on your bucket list. So maybe Tammy and I can learn to relax <laughs> a little bit as well. <laughs> well, you know, we're all in this stage right now where 2021 is going to be so much better than 2020 and we're we're really looking forward to that um I'm, my bucket list uh it, it it sounds so small but i'm looking forward to getting a coronavirus vaccination <laughs> <laughs> please yeah. you know, put me put me up in line um you know the idea I, it might be the small things because we've really been shut in of course i got kids in school and um as much as we're together we're not out and about and we're going to going to appreciate you know the time with people you know going out in public the ability to shake hands frank and, and absolutely people, yeah you know, absolutely that's, that's uh i'm with you where we're about the same vintage here and and we're used to a certain way of conducting business and whatnot and it's so difficult for mm-hmm. me to to you know, put on my elbow or, or a fist pump when I yeah. when I do see somebody, it's uh it's a uh, very difficult. But I think you know who knows what the new normal is going to be, moving forward. We're, we're all we're all in this together, and I I hope to one day get a chance to meet face to face with you again and and shake your hand. Same same here. I look forward to that. Howard, before we break today, I, I, I want our listeners to be able to find out more about Drive Ohio and some of your other initiatives. Um, is there a way that they can reach you or find out more from your website? Oh, yes. that's a, you, you sprung that on me. But if you go to ODOT's website, there's links. And uh, it must be www.driveohio.gov. I need to know that. You know, interestingly, starting this job during a pandemic no one's printed business cards, so I don't really have that written down. <laughs> but uh, a Google search for Drive Ohio gets you there and uh, also gets contact information. To me, if you want more information, we're happy to happy to talk to local governments, uh, private companies, um, really, really anyone to advance this technology. Awesome. Thank you for that. We really appreciate having you today. Yeah, we certainly do, Howard. Again, Happy New Year and and health and happiness in in, uh, 2021. Same to you guys, and thanks again, EDG. And again, I look forward to visiting Akron uh, in 2021. Thanks so much, Howard. Thanks for joining us. Yep, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.